Um, some call it a hunch, a, a gut feel, or an inner knowing. Um, but I know intuition, in the context of coaching at least, anyway, has been a difficult thing for me to define in the past. Um, and doing a bit of reading about the subject, you know, you realise that it is quite a popular topic that's talked about a lot in psychology circles as well. Um, a sort of scientific definition that I managed to get my hands on was that it's generally described as the ability to make decisions without the use of analytical reasoning, hence that sort of gut feel or, you know, the gut decision type of thing. Um, but what I also found quite interesting is that actually, from a scientific perspective, you know, from a real empirical perspective, there's quite a lack of reliable tests to gather kind of objective data or what intuition actually is or, you know, how how it functions in, in our decision making or just, um, or even prove its existence um, from one article that I was reading on the, on the subject. But I think from a coaching perspective, I think we'd all agree intuition is there. It plays a big part, especially for more experienced coaches. So just to kick things off, um, Louise, I'll come to you first. How would you describe this idea of intuition in the context of coaching? Um, I think similarly, I use exactly the same words you use, Stephen. Yeah, that hunch, that gut feeling, that something I can't put my finger on, that kind of sense, all of those. Uh, so I think it is quite a physical so rather than a mental understanding, it's almost like a physical and experiential. You kind of feel it, you sense it, you see it in others, potentially. And it manifests itself in us in also the way we might shift our position, the way we, we might, uh, our tone of voice, our pace of, of voice or, you know, all of that kind of stuff, I think, kind of weaves in, particularly in coaching conversations. And that's the subtlety that we might be picking up on. And I think you're right to point out that potentially it comes with more practice and more experience, because I think you you start to go much deeper in understanding and seeing and you're hearing the unsaid. You know, so all of that kind of stuff, you're seeing something in front of you, all of that. So for me, it's quite a physical feeling or, or being. Um, I, I, when I was doing some reading, I, I did pick up on something because I, I could remember from ages and ages ago about the connection between the mental and the physical. And I, there have been some basic studies where they're saying a gut feeling is something that literally emanates from the gut bacteria travels mm. through the bloodstream and enters our limbic system which is our kind of sensing and feeling so they're, they're, they're what they're saying is they they feel that through these studies that there is definitely a relationship this two-way that actually there's this this relationship that starts physically and ends up mentally rather than the other way around you know how we're, we're kind of taught the yeah. neuroscience and feel the fear yeah. and do it anyway and think yourself thin and all that kind of stuff actually what they're saying is that it's reversal it's more powerful to feel it and then to kind of uh, mentally kind of experience it as well so I thought that was really really interesting and it that limbic system which is connected to our kind of very very basic stuff isn't it that caveman kind of fight or flight stuff so it's an evolutionary thing that's been in there for years and years and years and that's interesting because later in the conversation we might talk about how we use that in coaching. Um, but I think that's also it's it's worthwhile remembering that that it's it's quite base in us. It's it's in there. It's in all of us. Um, and there's the potential to tap into that and make a lot of it. So I guess in a to sum up in a coaching conversation, it's exactly what you said: hunches, gut, gut feelings, something you sense and feel, that kind of unspoken stuff that goes on, that real visceral and visual uh, part of the conversation. I think in coaching. Um, Lou, what would you add to that in terms of your 
definition and your yeah. sort of description of intuition in, in a coaching context. Uh, yeah, and I love that. I love that um, description, Louise, and, and the microbiome, the gut's intelligent, isn't it? And how that feeds. Uh, yeah, so that really resonates with me. And, and, and I agree. It, it's for me, it's that it's sensing and it's tapping into something that I don't think we actually know enough about yet. We, we sort of talk about it and I just don't think science maybe, just, we just don't know enough about what intuition or gut feeling actually means. And I do think it, it, it's something we've always had. And I think it's something we've maybe lost touch with over the years. And for me, it's a massive part of me and coaching um, when I work with clients. So yeah, I, I think it is an inner wisdom that I think we've actually lost touch with um with modern life and the fast pace of life um so for me it's a big part and it's trusting it I think that's the, I wrote this I wrote trust down and circled it 20 times I thought yeah it's all very well it's tapping into it but trusting that that those hunches and those feelings and the more that you trust them the more that you strengthen that intuition I think in terms of answering the question how, how does intuition kind of um you know feed into kind of coaching and I think for me it, it's everything we've just said but it's also about it's me being using my intuition as a coach in a coaching session in the coaching relationship but for me it's also about enabling the coachee to use their intuition so it's me using my intuition and, and feeding that back I'm sensing this I'm I'm really picking up this but actually what about the coachee how does how do we as a coach help our coachee to tap into their inner wisdom so it's to me it's it's in, in the context of coaching it's twofold it's it's us it's the coachee it's bringing intuition to both sides that, that's my understanding and interpretation yeah i like that you know building the, the that inner wisdom in um in in your client in your coachee as well because you know a question i'll ask in a minute um is around how we use that inner wisdom in a voice or intuition in the in the in the, the right way as far as coaching is concerned anyway but but Ali um what's your thought yeah I think building on what Lou and Louise have said when I was thinking about this the the, the three questions or the three things that I wrote down is often when I think about me as a coach it's what do I see what do I hear but then lastly again it comes back what are you sensing or what am I sensing and it comes back to that sensing word and that again that's how that's what I talk about that intuition what are my sensings maybe going on here what's what's my inner voice saying and I like that bit about I'm going to say listen to it and trusting your gut um, and trusting that feeling I think that that's really relevant um, so I think for me it's about mm, what's 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 going on here that's not it's that bit about what's going on here that's not being said or what am I what am I feeling about this and again it's, it's really difficult to pinpoint and just picking up on what you you said Lou about encouraging other people you know the coach e to think about that or your client the question that I then wrote down which I thought I often ask is what's coming up for you and it's that bit around kind of getting them to think about well what's what's kind of maybe there or what you know what's there for you that you're not maybe saying what are you sensing about? you know it's almost what are you sensing about it so I'd not thought I've probably done I have done it but I've not thought about it in the in the context as much as the coachee in in that format mm. but for me it's it, it goes back to that that repeated word around sensing what am I sensing here 
Yeah, that's sort of what what's not being said, or or I think as well, just add to that. It's kind of, for me sometimes it's the incongruence between what I'm saying and hearing, perhaps, or what the words are meant to articulate, but how they're articulated, and there's just a mismatch. And that's sometimes the times when suddenly my intuition kicks in to say, "Is that you know something else there that maybe we need to just you know progress or explore more at greater depth or whatever it is?" But yeah, I like that. Um, because it is quite go on sorry. Ali, sorry sometimes it might be I'm going to say picking up and joining the dots so again it wasn't a coaching conversation I was having but it was a conversation with a friend and she was talking about a relationship between two family members and they're like well I'm not sure why why this person feels this way about something else so I'd kind of noted that in my head and then the conversation went on and then she started to say something about one of them with somebody else somebody else with this person I kind of and I started to build a link well could it be this and it was me starting because I'm not in the situation I'm looking at it from an outside and I'm just gathering the different bits of information it was putting a link between well could it be that um and not that I would say that in the coaching context I wouldn't sort of say is it you know to some extent but I kind of said well is this what's going on she's like oh yeah I'd not thought about that so sometimes it can be in the position that we sit in as a coach you get to hear the different bits of information and you you're looking at it from a different perspective because you're not in it you're not in the situation and feeling it and experiencing it and sometimes there's the opportunity well does that link with that and does that you know and it's kind of ooh, th- this goes back to something else that you've said um so yeah that's just say something that just just came to mind thanks for listening to this episode of the stretch podcast i hope you're enjoying today's topic if you have some thoughts opinions or a perspective on what we've been talking about then why not leave them in the comments below as we'd love to hear from you also Please remember to hit that like button and hit subscribe if you'd like to hear more of our content in the world of professional coaching. When subscribed, remember to click on the little bell icon to turn on notifications. That way you won't miss when a new episode drops. Let's get back to the discussion. It's, um, I've seen it described as um, perilous. <laughs> to tread the line of intuition. I was reading one article that described it as perilous, the, the, the point being, and to reference the person's quote, it was a chap called Dr. Jeff Evans, who um, said that when, when coaches are listening, very specifically coaches here, listening to their intuition, we've got to basically determine if it's in fact intuition or it's our ego speaking. Because if we suddenly, there is a trap we can fall into if we start to, make too much sense or interpret or synthesize and then we certainly if we share that we're just advising aren't we we're, we're consulting we've, we've, we've crossed the boundary of coaching or oh, we're confusing the oh, whole confusing. issue with our yeah. interpretation or perception or intuition yeah. or whatever yeah yeah so how i guess the and this might be a tricky one to ask, question and answer but how do how do you and how do we as coaches tread that line of using our intuition to guide the conversation in a useful, non-directive, non-judgmental way without overstepping the boundary into, oh, well, I've made sense of that now and that's what's going on for this person, so I'll just offer that, you know. How, how do you use intuition the right way, I guess, is a more concise question. I ask permission. I guess there's a bit for me about asking permission. So I might often say, 
can I offer something or can I share something that's come up for me or I'm I'm sensing and I sort of I almost caveat with it I'm not saying this is right but it's I've just got this feeling can I share it so there's a bit about asking permission um to kind of you know and I'm just offering it I'm not saying this is what it is like you say I'm not being directive it's about this um but it's by I'm you know I'm sensing that there's something not being said here or there's um you know you could pick up on things the different things that you've heard or or whatever and I'm 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 wondering if they're linked um so that's I guess there's that bit for me um Mm. about you know I'm sensing something can I can I share it because I'm not I'm not saying it's fact when you see something or you hear it you've physically seen it or you physically heard it but when it's that gut feeling it's just that mm, is it right is it wrong is it um so that yeah the bit for me is about that permission and and just offering it as a as this is this is what I'm I'm sensing I'm not saying that's right but I just want to offer it yeah yeah, I, I, I agree with that. And that was the first thing that came to mind was permission. And what's interesting where um, the university that I'm currently working for is when we listen to new coaches, you tend to find new trainee coaches. They sort of ask, ask a question. It's like a barrage of questions, you know, and it's it's almost permission as well for the coachee to know that it's OK to give feedback in a non-directive non-judgmental way using your intuition is a part of coaching and and you're right Stephen it comes in time as you become more developed as a coach Um, and I do think that permission piece um, asking permission but also the coach having permission actually to trust their intuition but it's how you deliver that and I agree you've got to ask permission you know I often say I'm really sensing um, you know I'm, I'm, I'm picking up and and I always say, how does that feel? How does that land as I say that? So what I'm doing is immediately checking in with the coachee and I'm looking for the non-verbal verbal cues. So and I don't add any fluff around it. I'll sort of share with permission that piece of feedback intuition. But I'm asking how that's landed. And, and you you know, you can see in their body language and what they say immediately, whether you're on, you've got it. You, you, you could just see it's it's pretty obvious, I think. So it's it's a trust it's a trust thing again. It comes back to that trust piece. But I agree, it's it always if you're going to share anything, you've got to ask permission. It's so vital in a coaching relationship. Mm. And I think the extra ingredient or element to that is that then allows that space, that time, that reflective pause as well. Because I think some of that intuition we do feel it kind of almost immediate. But then how we use that, how we utilise and how we work with that going forward, those open questions, asking permission, absolutely, posing things, being curious, just putting it out there, all of those good things that we do as coaches. But then carving out that space for that to kind of sit and rest with the coachee, potentially to to allow that space for them to reflect. And uh, and as you say, Lou, for you to watch how that visibly lands with them, because there will be a physical, visible landing of that information or that question or that curious posing of new information or or whatever. Um, And I think then. And if coaches eventually get to the point where they're self-serving and they're trusting their own intuition, carving out space to do that and that reflective practice or meditation or however they want to do it is really important. Um, just kind of rewinding back a little bit, I, I did find a really good quote and, I, I, and I, I wonder if this kind of sums up 
what we as coaches are trying to do with this intuition and this information. So it's a quote by Einstein, and he says, the intuitive mind is a sacred gift. So we kind of understand that, don't we? We're kind of we're all kind of concurred with that. Yes, yeah, sacred gift. OK, but then he goes to follow on and say, and the rational mind is a faithful servant. And I'm wondering if that's the bit as coaches we're kind of trying to work with then to kind of add that extra layer that we're trying to then do something with that intuition or that gut feeling. We're trying to help our coaches then work with tools or frameworks to to make that knowledge that good feeling work for them I, I don't know what do you think it's interesting that <clears throat> yeah, it, it, it's almost as you were speaking I'm just sort of visualizing like a link between the two or building a link between the two so that people can use both mm. you know so, you know if I go back to that definition that I managed to get before the the scientific you know decisions are normally made with analytical reasoning is you know that's how the scientists would describe it and that's that would be the the rational logical part of the brain but if you can marry that with an intuitive approach you know the anal analytical the, the reasoning and all that sort of stuff that could be where the magic happens so to speak couldn't it you know and and yeah hearing you talk about that actually it, it does feel like that's probably the, op the that space that we're operating in a lot of the time, or at least for me anyway, that's made me reflect. The bit that I heard from that, sorry, Lou, was the the intuition is the is the, this is what I'm sensing, but then the rational bit comes in. This again, this is how my take on it. The rational bit that you spoke about is the bit that says don't be directional with it. So it's offer it, but don't the rational bit saying that it's not necessarily fact off you know the intuitive bit offer it but the rational bit don't offer it as fact mm. offer it as mm. an offering I think was yeah mm. I, I was just going to say that the way that when I've written about this um how I differentiate between the ego and the intuition if you like is the inner guide inner critic so that's how I've developed it in my in my in my work as a coach so the inner critic being the limited thinking the the, the limiting beliefs patterns of thinking etc and then the inner guide and, and it is that intuitive I mean I'm talking from the coachee's perspective here from your client's yeah. perspective of course and and of course it applies to us so inner guide inner critic and and for me as a coach and for the clients about learning to turn the volume down on the inner on the inner critic and the volume up on the inner guide and there's lots of factors and you know having the right environment and the coaching session helps you to do that get going in in the right in the right um, mindset there's lots of things that, that enable that to happen but I think that differentiation is, is quite useful in coaching in a guide in a critic or ego or whatever intuition whatever however you sort of call it really but that's been really helpful for me in my practice for my coaches for my clients to kind of look at it from that perspective yeah. mm. but I, I think also just as because when I was doing some extra reading around it, I, it, our gut feeling isn't always going to be positive and doesn't always serve us. So I think we've also got to really caveat it as well, because it is connected to that limbic system. It is connected to our basic stuff in our brain, our caveman brain, that fight, flight kind of freeze stuff. So there actually might be patterns and limiting behaviours attached to our gut feeling. And, be, and so actually, yes, we kind of learn to trust it, but we, it's not always going to be the right thing it informs us but it isn't necessarily going to be the thing that says right you should go and do this because actually that that x isn't the right path to pursue be, 
because it's a tried and tested one doesn't mean it's the right one in this instance or, or whatever. So uh, we have to be just a little bit careful about that, listening to the gut, but also using, I think that's where maybe the Einstein quote comes in for me, that second layer, trusting the gut or lis listening to the gut, but then how we and what we do with that information is up to us and there might be a use for logic or framework yeah. or something in that. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, like the, brain, we were... the brain's the master, so yeah. it's the servant. Yeah. 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 So, so the intuition is the gift I present it to you. What we then do with it is something mm. slightly different, potentially. Mm. I, I don't know. That's kind of what I'm thinking, because if we were using our gut response on everything, God, I would get myself into so much trouble. <laughs> I do already. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, uh, and that pause and that think about actually I don't have to act viscerally. I don't have to physically respond because that's kind of what we're talking about, this physical response. Actually, in this day and age, in our modern world, it doesn't serve me to act physically and to immediately react. Actually, I've got to take those few minutes just to respond in a more appropriate way. So I just think it's worth just shouting out and saying yeah. gut feeling is brilliant to be aware of, but it's not always going to serve us correctly all of the time, if that's not too confusing now. No, not at all. And you know one thing that you're bringing it back from the coach's perspective one thing that's just <clears throat> thought that's popped into my mind of it just on first-hand experience is that you, your intuition might not always be right as a coach like you might do all the things that i think yeah i, I wholeheartedly agree with what's been you know in terms of how we tread that line around seeking permission we're offering things we're presenting things for further exploration <clears throat> I love the fact that we followed up straight away with how does that, you know, how does that land? How does that sit with you? What's your reflections on what I've just presented? We're just testing it all the time. But I know from my practice, there's been times where I've listened to my intuition, I presented that and maybe I've been barking up the wrong tree, you know, and maybe that was wrong. But that's, that's okay. You know, it's just part of um, the exploration. But I guess <clears throat> people might be fearful of that again, but you know, I know we, we sort of direct a lot of this to people who are developing as coaches, but but again, going back to that, coaches who are sort of earlier in their career, people might be a bit fearful of presenting something, offering something and getting it wrong. So I guess my question is, how do you develop or to your words before, Lou, and maybe I'll come to you first with based on that. How do you learn to trust your intuition as a coach? How do you develop it? How do you learn to trust it? Well, the obvious the obvious thing is coaching hours you know time you know tr you, you, as you develop um yeah and trying it out and getting the feedback from your coachee I think from a sort of slightly different angle for me I can I'm sort of coming to me as a coach how about I develop my intuition well yes through coaching hours but Getting in the right zone before you go into a coaching session is really, really, really important. Having the right environment for you and the coachee. I think that's important because if you're going into it a bit frazzled from a previous meeting or whatever, are, are you really in the best place to, 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 to want to be the best coach you can be, to, to tap into your intuition? 
so I think for me, it's 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 getting in the zone, as I would call it, um, the coaching zone before you enter a session. And that enables you to, to to kind of tap into that intuition in terms of developing it. Well, for me, it's been a practice of meditation and that is not for everybody. But that's certainly for me the way that I've and, and years and years of meditating and, and, and having a daily practice um, for me as a human, not just as a coach just developing my intuition as a human being and naturally that feeds into my coaching work so yeah in terms of developing intuition I think um, it, it's yeah for me meditation I think grounding or getting just getting in the coaching zone before you enter a session um, I also think in, in order to tap into your intuition in a coaching session there needs to be the right dynamic the right relationship so if you think of ad, ad, a parent adult and whatever you, you, if it's not balanced you, you're not going to be able to show up fully as a coach and therefore tap into your intuition so I think there's that piece as well making sure you've got the right coachee the right client in front of you there's a good connection there if there's a strong connection you both of you are going to be more able to get most from the coaching and, and you know hopefully tap into your intuition there's a lot of thrown at you there but I think for me yeah developing intuition is about you know getting getting ready for that session and and your own daily practice as well no, I think that's really sensible advice because, you know, even the presence thing takes us back to real fundamentals of coaching, doesn't it? You know, to be listening and not just, you know, at a, at a surface level or, or whatever, you've got to be really in, in the zone. You're absolutely right. So in, in you, you just, I'm the same, you know, you just can't do that unless you're absolutely 100% present and listening. You'll, you'll miss the cues that would normally trigger your intuition, I suppose. So no, I yeah. think that's really really useful um Louise what what would you add to that in terms of how I we agree develop all, and trust all of it? that that mm. for me personally um and I hope I, I want to create this for for coaches as well it is time and space so slowing things down so I, as I mentioned earlier I can be a bit fast a bit too frantic sometimes a bit too speeded up um so I find it useful to be a bit more purposeful, a bit slower, really carving out those spaces, those pauses, you know, even repeating the same question a couple of times just to see it, how it lands the second time. So all of that, I think, within a coaching space is, is super useful. So and as Lou mentioned, that prep and that that headspace is, is useful to think about um, and, and just building in that practice. So for me, I, I don't I can't meditate. It's not for me, but I like to think I do meditative type activities so that for me is useful pausing breathing some form of exercise kind of even listen to music and using music to get into different headspaces so all of that is useful for, for me and then hopefully that allows me then to serve the coachee and allow them to carve out that space and that reflective time and those pause moments that they need so that we can respond rather than react um, and I think it's about kind of helping the coachee to make really sophisticated well-rounded decisions and take action based on real self-awareness that we were really working with them to be ultra self-aware as individuals because again going back to the point I make every single time for me coaching is about the coachees eventually self-serving so actually what we're doing is we're equipping them and showing them and role modeling them and trying out lots of tools and techniques so that they can leave all of these coaching sessions at the end of a coaching program way more equipped than they started and, and way more kind of self-serving so that's why I would like to be able to use intuition to inform their practice as well as informing my practice as well going forward. 
Great. And Dali, how do you learn to develop your or trust your intuition? I think as I was thinking about this beforehand, the one thing I wrote down was that that first thing was being fully present. So again, mm. it's about it, it's that that space that you come into and 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 just making sure that you are there present. And um, I guess you know that level it's level three listening, isn't it? Around the uh, I'm going to say yeah. the different that that different levels. And I think it's listening to that inner gut. Um, sometimes is it useful? Um, is it is it useful stuff that my inner chat is having um, and just thinking what what's it saying it, it, what's what's that feel and again how do you describe that feeling I can't I can't put the word on it but that feeling and then it's yeah is is this is it useful to share is it useful to share going back to something you, you were saying about Lou about that uh, Louise sorry about that self was it self-serving or self because and the other word that came up and again I don't know if this is the right word this is just my interpretation if it's self-serving or is it self-destructive um you know you know is this could this be of service to the coach or the client the coachee or the client rather um so I think that's that's I guess what what comes up for me and I it's just it's just it's trusting it offering it but again, with that permission, but again, it, it does come with confidence. It does come with practice. But I think it's making sure that 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 presence and being there is is most important. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> I think we can all kind of agree on the on the boundaries because they are the boundaries that, you know, with it, with of uh, coaching that is that we need to stay with the intuition and not the interpretation. And, you know, we're offering these things based on intuition, not interpretation. So we don't get into that advisory mode. But I guess just a, 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 a final question to get your thoughts on to round off this discussion around intuition is what do you think the benefits are to coaches when you are being intuitive, when you are seeking this permission to offer something to present something for discussion what do you think the benefits are to coaches when that happens in a coaching session to be creative sorry Lou I just while I thought about it I knew you were <laughs> for me it's it's that creative you're being paid to think differently and to help the coachee think differently so actually I think that freedom that bravery that vulnerability that creativity that working with intuition can offer I think that's the benefit. So we're not sticking to a tried and tested formula. We're not sticking to a model. We're not sticking to a five step process. We're working with other stuff. We're bringing in other elements. We're creating a 3D picture. It's a colourful picture. It's rounded. I think that's the benefit for coaches, really, for our clients, that they're getting extra, something new, something fresh. And that allows them to go and act differently or take decisions differently, uh, you know, uh, as appropriate. So I think that's the benefit for them. Yeah, I like, I like that creativity. I think my word would be authenticity. It's, it enables us to have real, authentic transformational deeper conversations which often are the ones that lead to the biggest shifts the biggest change so for me I would sum up yeah authenticity real authentic conversation yeah. initially I wrote down there's a potential for holding up a mirror um and but then there's a bit about that's not necessarily true because you might not be reflecting something back that's actually there 
Um, so I think for me, it's around you're offering up possibly something different um, and, a, and a, an opportunity or a view that they'd not thought of that if if right, can again, it's that it's where you see sometimes that energy shift. And sometimes the biggest energy shift I've seen is by offering something that you're sensing rather than something that you're seeing or hearing. Um, I think it's it's that potential to be, oh, my God. Um, so, yeah, I think it, yeah, it can be really beneficial. And just it's it just gives that different take and that. Again, going back to the role as a coach, you're not in the situation, you're not living and breathing it. You are looking at it from a different perspective, but whilst you're always also there with the coach or your client as well. Um, so I think you've got the power to offer something that can really can really add value. What would your what would your word be, Stephen? Just not getting on. In terms of the benefits of intuition? Yeah, well, not a word, but yeah, just in terms of the benefits. I just think when I've got it right as a coach um, and have done the things very similar to what you've presented and offered something and presented it, it's just created an insight in the conversation or the topic that otherwise we wouldn't have... Well, who, who's to say we wouldn't have got there through just questioning and doing things the the structured way? That's a, that's a very definitive thing to say, but it it felt an important moment in coaching. I think that's what we're always sort of looking for to uncover as a moment, like you described earlier, was that shift. You know, sometimes we don't get it. You know, it's gratifying when it comes, but some of the some of the biggest shifts I agree that I've seen have been where something else has been presented, something that wasn't at the other person's conscious level of awareness when it's presented it, it creates a shift it changes the conversation you make the breakthrough or the progress starts to accelerate in terms of this person dealing with what they're dealing with so yeah that'll be that for me